Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Glory be to the Most High God. People are getting touched, I'm telling you. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are y'all excited to be back tonight? Who came hungry? Did I hear that 44 decisions for Christ in between services? In between services, a team went out. I believe it was a team that just finished their discipleship class. So the final class is put in action. And they went out and they led people to Jesus. 44 people said yes to Jesus. In less than an hour. I believe we have a testimony or two testimonies. Cheyenne, I believe you and Ricardo are going to testify. About today, right? Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Has the Lord done something good in your life? There's a lot of testimonies. Share a testimony from today. Hallelujah. <laughs> so today was my first time going out. So winning. Give it up for this new song. <laughs> It's an honor to go out and do God's work. But it does something different to you when you see how people are affected. Yeah. And when you see how much a prayer, a simple prayer to go out and save somebody's soul, you never know what they're going through. And sometimes some people are don't want to be so receptive. But if you just do God's work and open your heart and allow him to speak through, allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. He will do a mighty work for you, right? So I went to two ladies that stuck out out of the ones that I went to, and it was mainly Spanish speakers. So all the souls that were, I, that we, I was saved were all Spanish today. <laughs> so it was one thing to, to say the prayer of salvation in Spanish, but a whole nother thing to actually ask them if they needed personal prayer and pray for them in Spanish as well. So one lady, she um, was going through it. First, she kind of seemed like she didn't want to do it. Then I was like, well, you know, Jesus has a wonderful plan for your life. You know, he wants to do great things for you, but something's telling me that you, you desire more than just the prayer of salvation. You need that personal prayer. So she started crying, and she's like, you don't understand what I've been going through this past week. She said, I was stuck in an apartment with five men who kept trying to sexually abuse me. I didn't have no way out. She said, this week has been really rough for me. And I didn't know that God really loved me that much. Like, he's sending his people out to come and tell me how much he loves me. So she's like, call me. Please keep calling me and keep praying for me because I'm going to go to your church. I tried every way to get out of this house, and nothing was working. She has no family here and nobody else here for her. But it stuck out to me that just us, you know, going out to pray, pray for people, how much it can impact their lives and how much it can change what they see around them. And for her to now know that Jesus loves her and we all love her and we all have, Jesus has a wonderful plan for her life. 
And I told her we'll be expecting to see her here at the church. She got our information. She's like, keep calling me. She asked for our number, my personal number. She's like, I want to continue to talk to you and pray, pray with you. So I went into a prayer, personal prayer for her. And I started praying in Spanish. <laughs> I don't pray in Spanish. <laughs> so I started praying in Spanish. Then it went to English. Then it went back to Spanish. <laughs> but it all came out. And I just couldn't stop. Like, it just kept going and going and going. I knew that was the Holy Spirit. Because, for one, I never went out so winning. And then, I, two, I don't go and pray in, <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> so give all glory to God. And we thank him. We thank you to the Holy Spirit for leading us. I thank Jeremiah and Erica for being great Amen. teachers and leaders Hallelujah. and to love and action. Praise God. Thank y'all. Hallelujah. How did it feel to win somebody to the Lord? It felt good. At first I was nervous because like I never did it. And then the first person was Spanish. And then the next person, Erica's like, okay, good. <laughs> and then the next one, and then the next one. And they were all Spanish. And then uh, the girls told Erica, do you know what my mom said? She said, no, but she's doing a good job. <laughs> But it's amazing to be able to lead people out of darkness into light. They'll never be the same. Amen. Ricardo, you finished the discipleship class. Give it up for Ricardo. Looking all sharp. Winning souls. How old are you, Ricardo? Uh, 13. Imagine that. Come on, somebody. Our teenagers are out there winning the lost. What happened today? Hallelujah. All right. So, uh... We were at this bridge, and I was praying for this dude, and then, and, oh yeah, God, and then, um, Jeremiah put my put my hand on this guy's like like shoulder, so he could feel the Holy Spirit, and right when I touched him, I felt the Holy Spirit like come upon me, and I got hot and like, but that was my first time actually getting a soul, so it was it felt good. Praise God. Good job, Ricardo. That's the first soul of many. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody else got a testimony? All right, let's begin. Open up your Bibles to Galatians. Praise the Lord. I'm going to continue from this morning. There's so much that, so many directions I wanted to go, but it's going to be a great week. Amen. What a great start to our week. Amen. Sundays always make our week better. Because we come to the house of the Lord, amen, and, and it fuels us for the rest of the, the week. Um, I was pretty excited this morning because I walked in and um, our neighbors actually came to church. The whole family. They, they, you know, we've talked to them. They have their, their church that they attend, but... For some reason, they showed up this morning, all of them. And I was really happy. I was really excited. And that made me really happy. Amen. Um, also, I received a call 
I don't know if you remember, but a couple of months ago, there was a family that drove from far Texas. Not my cousin, the one that comes, but another, another family. They drove from far Texas and um, just to come to the night service. Well, the, well, let me rephrase it. Let me, let me rephrase that. Their daughter had to come to the, the church, I believe, on Saturday. And they ended up staying or they drove on Sunday. Some, I think it was on Sunday morning or I don't know what. But anyways, they went out of their way to be able to come to make it for the Sunday night service. It was a husband and the wife and the, the young little girl. And she had, uh, what do you call it? A thing that, yeah, a trach. Uh, that, uh, a young girl. And um, they brought her up. I mean, the power of God moved that night. They got touched. They got prayed for. And uh, they were very excited. They, were, they, they knew that God had did something because they knew they've come hungry. And they understand that blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They will be filled. So they knew that they've come to receive that which they come for. And today she messaged me and she's like, I can't. I, I, she, she told me, she sent me a video of her daughter singing with the uh, youth or children's worship team. And she said, I can't wait to go just to testify and tell what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. The power of God is real. And I believe that, you know, we're going to experience the manifested power of God, the presence of God like never before. People are hungry. Amen. And people have real problems. And it's only the power of God that can, you know, that touches somebody and that can get to the root of that problem. Amen. And I'm so, I'm so thankful that this is a place where people can come and have an encounter with God. They can have an encounter with a word of God that will change their lives forever. Amen. That whatever the need is, when they stepped into this place, I, as a matter of fact, I pray not when they stepped into the pla this place, when they turn on Bamwood that God will begin to do the work that needs to be done in their lives. And there's been many people that say that as soon as they turned, they already felt that God was doing a work. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. Who's visiting us for the first time tonight? Ever? Welcome, sir. Welcome. So glad that you're here. And everyone else that is here as well. Well, let's go ahead and begin. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 13, I've been, I started on the great exchange. And uh, the Bible says Christ had redeemed us, verse 13, redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree, so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. That was us through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Thank God that Jesus uh, became a curse for us. So in exchange, we can be blessed. Say, I am blessed. 
The Bible says, uh, blessed be the God uh, of our Father and Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I want you to say, I am blessed. And so Jesus became a curse so that in exchange, we can be blessed. Amen. I started off uh, by telling you that uh, the wealth, your welfare, our welfare, our our uh, um, our um, health, our uh, prosperity, our well-being, our wholeness is packaged in our redemption. Everything that we need is found in Christ Jesus, and we are in him, and he is in us by his spirit. So our, 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 our welfare is packaged in our redemption. We have been redeemed. We have been rescued. We have been uh, uh, delivered. The Bible says from darkness into light. In darkness, there's confusion. In darkness, there is chaos. In darkness, there's blindness. But thank God that God took us and rescued us from the darkness and translated us into the a, a kingdom of his of light amen and so everything we need is found in christ the book of colossians says that uh we are in christ and christ is in god say i am in christ and so you know it says that we are in christ and christ is in god we are embodied and, and, and so you need to know that living pitiable and beggarly is not your portion. Suffering is not your portion. Um, it's out of order for the redeemed of the Lord to go about life suffering, to go about life uh, in pain, confused, uh, depressed, or, you know, uh, just living life with no purpose, with no hope. Your hope is found in Christ Jesus. And everything that is a part of of our everything that is packaged in our redemption, that should be our expectation. Amen. That, that, you know, because the Bible says, it says that everyone born of God overcometh. Everyone, from the youngest to the eldest, everyone born of God overcometh. You might not feel like an overcomer. You might not think that you're not an overcomer, but if you are in Christ Jesus, you are an overcomer. And it, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's done, but it's our own lack of knowledge that causes us to miss out and enjoy the benefits of our redemption. But that's not going to be your portion. You're not going to miss out and you're not going to go about life like that man that won an all-inclusive ticket to, to a, a trip on that, on that, on that ship. He won an all-inclusive trip uh, uh, to go to his destination. And 
that man spent the whole journey and of the process of that trip to his destination in his room eating crackers and cheese. And he would, you know, every day pull out crackers and cheese and he will look at his door and he will see where the, there was a banquet taking place at the, at the kitchen or at the diner. And, and the captain will come and eat with them, and he will see all this spread, all this, you know, nice spread of food. And he will be sitting there looking out the, win- the door, you know, that little window, eating his crackers and his cheese. He wouldn't come out until finally the captain seen him and said, hey, why? they landed, they got to their destination, and they said, hey, why didn't you ever come out and join us? And he said, well, because... Uh, I, 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 I didn't know that I could. I, I only had the ticket for, you know, to get trans, you know, to whatever. And he said, the captain said, no, your ticket, inclu- that this feasting was included in your ticket. So the whole time that he's sitting there watching them feast and enjoy all that spread, He's sitting there eating his crackers and cheese, not because he couldn't go in there, not because he didn't, you know, because he didn't pay for it, it's because he didn't know. And you can be a believer with all these benefits. That's why the Bible says, do not forget all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who 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 crown uh, who satisfy your mouth with good things and crowns you with tender mercies and lo- loving kindness, and satisfy your life with goodness. I said that all backwards, but it's okay. You get it. Psalms one hundred three, verses one five, and so. You know, you can have all this, the great exchange that, Je- that took place at Calvary, what Jesus did for you. He took your sin and he gave you his righteousness. He took your, your messed up failure, no good, pitiful life, and he gave you his life, the Zoe life, the life that Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. And I'm going to tell you, You're not going to be like that person watching everybody else eating your crackers and your cheese. You're going to get in on this life. You're going to get in and you're going to begin to enjoy the benefits of your redemption. You're not going to be looking, watching everybody enjoy their uh, testifying, getting their monies. And all you're going through is the test, but you never get your money. You're, you're, you're going through tests and trials and difficulties, eating crackers and cheese, and you're watching everybody else testify. That's not going to be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God continue to enlighten you in your redemptive benefits that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and rose to give for you. Hallelujah. And so... This man was like, what? You know, and that happened to me. I was eating crackers and cheese. I grew up in ministry. And all I did was eat crackers and cheese. And I, I, I determined I'm going to help people realize what belongs to them. 
If you want to eat cracker cheese, cheese, there's nothing wrong with crackers. I like, my husband likes cheddar cheese and crackers. But it's one thing that you like them, and it's another thing that you have to eat them because that's all you have to eat. You can eat crackers and cheese, but don't eat them because there's nothing else to eat. God has given you. The Bible says that God has prepared for you. I, <laughs> God has prepared. You know, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make me lay down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He lead me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah, yeah. I like David's attitude. Yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. And then he says, thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Thou anoint my head with oil. My cup run it over. Surely, 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 surely. Surely, surely, for sure, for show, surely, somebody shout surely, goodness and mercy, not sickness and disease, not destruction, not sudden calamities, not depression, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord Forever. I see y'all did your homework. <laughs> we sound like a mighty army. That's what we are for the Lord. And so, you see, when, they, when it gets in you, you can't help but to part, you partake of it. And so there, there's, there's no you like just... You know, faith is a powerful force. And that's what God has given us. Faith is like the, what, 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 what money is here, the currency. Faith is the currency of heaven. By faith, through faith. The Bible says that he who, he, he who comes to God must believe that he is God. And that God is a rewarder. God is a rewarder. Too many people settle for, oh, you know, this is just life, how life is. This is what, I, I, I guess, you know, if it rains, it pours, and the devil's doing this. And, you know, if, if I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Listen, if you know who holds tomorrow, I'm sorry, then you know that your tomorrow's going to be all right. Amen. But faith is a spiritual force that's drawn from the living word for living proof. And it's by faith. He, the Bible says, whosoever is born of God overcometh. How many are born of the Lord? That's just not something that's just to be cute about. But it's to live this empowered life that Jesus Christ has, 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 has placed us in. He who is born of God overcometh. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. But your faith has to be placed in him. And that's why as I, as I share the great exchange with you, place your faith in what he's done for you.
place your faith in Jesus, you did this for me. You did this so that I can. He did this so that I can. Because you did this, I can. And I not only can, I will. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because that's what God wants you to think of him. He, and many people know that God can. But it's important to know not only that God can, but that God will. God will. And he's given each and one of you the measure of faith. Everyone. All you got to do is continue to grow in it. Faith coming by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, but you know how, how it works? By doing it. Faith comes by hearing, but it works by doing. Because faith is an action. Faith will cause you to do crazy things. It'll cause you to do crazy things. And it's a, I want you to get crazy. Real crazy. Let this be the year that you, your faith gets so radical. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it was just about us, it'll be one thing. But it's not just about us. It's about the impact. It's about God doing something in you so he can do it through you. Like these people, God did a work in them, therefore now they go and tell people. Till Osborne said this that struck me. He said, you have what people need and what people need you have. He says, you got to get this inside of you. You got you to gotta get this, that you, what people, you have what people need and what people need you have. And his name is Jesus. So if it was just about us, you know, it's one thing, but it's not just about us. Our victories will be somebody else's victory. Amen. And so there was a great exchange that took place when Jesus died on the cross. I shared with you this morning, number one, that Jesus took our unrighteousness so we can take his righteousness. I know I sound, you might think this, you've gone over this too much. Well, it's okay. Amen. Because there, there won't be nobody that would be in bondage to sin. Amen. Sin will not lord over you anymore. Jesus, the Bible says, God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Get that, get, be righteous conscious. That's why I said this morning, get out of, I'm just a sinner. No, you're not a sinner. You were a sinner saved by grace. Now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Get righteous conscious because of Christ Jesus. He's the one that did this for you. Accept it and receive it. And I'm, I'm telling you, if there's any form of struggle in your life, um, you know, that, that if you just keep declaring that, 
I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I've been made right in Christ. I live right. I'm in right standing with God because of the blood of Jesus. I, 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 I'm telling you, anything that has not been able to leave you or anything that you've been not been able to shake off, your awareness and the reality of you uh, 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 becoming the righteousness of God is going to cause those things to leave you in Jesus' name. There was a man that was going for prayer because he wanted, to, he wanted to stop smoking. He knew it wasn't God's will. It's never God's will for you to have something to have an, a, a hold of you that, it's, that it's, 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 it's messing up your body. And so this man, Kenneth Hagin, how many of you heard of Kenneth Hagin? Um, he said that this man uh, would get, receive prayer and, you know, uh, uh, he'll come up for prayer to get uh, set free from uh, nicotine or cigarettes. And then uh, finally, Kenneth Hagin told him, he said, you know, he prayed for him, but he told him, I want you to do this. He says, every time that you go to light up a cigarette, like you do, light, before you light it up, he said, I want you to confess this. He says, I want you to say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. <laughs> he said, he gave him that instruction. He said, Every time you, you, you're going to light up, you know, he didn't tell them, tell him, stop doing that or throw your cigarette things out of the, the thing, whatever. He says, every time you go to light one, he says, before you light it, he says, I want you to declare, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And he says he, 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 he believed and he did just that. He said he went to go pull his cigarette out and he said, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He said he the match and then he he went for it and then he he said that he did it and he knew that something was happening on the inside of him he said that you know he kept doing it and all of a sudden all of a sudden he didn't have that desire anymore he went to like and it was like I'm done I'm done because it got in him that he is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus Hallelujah. And he was set free. Praise the name of the Lord. I want you to say this. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So it's his righteousness. Nothing you do will make you more righteous than what the blood of Jesus has already done. But I need to say that righteous people do what is right. And this is what is right. Amen. Many people says, oh, it's not by your works. It's not by your works that you are saved. But when you become the righteousness of God, there's right living that must take place. Amen. Because it's by your fruits that you are known. Amen. And so, it's too many people. What, what? Never mind. Let me stay on my, let me stay right here because. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Then, number two, say the great exchange. Or divine exchange that Jesus Christ uh, did for us when he died on the cross, was buried and resurrected. The Bible says that he took our pain, our hurt, sickness, and disease. And you need to get this in your spirit. He took away our sicknesses, Isaiah 53, verses 5 to 6. But he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the needful to obtain our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Listen, you need to every day declare this over your life. Don't wait for something to take place. You know, the word of God is life unto those that find him, healing and health to their bodies. Uh, Charles Capps used to call it God's pills. Take a pill every day. This gospel, God's pill. Amen. But, but, but taking it, not, not to preach it or to teach it. Bishop Oyedepo says, I don't study the word to preach. I study the word to live. The word of God is life unto those that find it. Get it in you and, and, and let it, the Holy Spirit help you. You see, the Holy Spirit has been given to you to teach you all things, to unfold things unto you. It's like he takes that orange and he opens it up for you. It's like he takes that, you know, that coconut and he opens it up for you. The good stuff in the middle. Well, God, the Holy Spirit takes that word and opens it up to you. He makes it from the written word to the living word on the inside of you. And when it's living, you become the walking word. It permeates all over your body. It, don't you think it's doing something to your organs? Don't you think it's doing something in your blood? The word of God is, is, is life unto those that find it, healing and health to their bodies. I'm telling you, get in on this good stuff. That's the presence of God, Ashley, right there touching you right now. All the way to the back, I'm telling you. But it, 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 it get, I had to see it like that because that's, I, I, you know, that's the, it, 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 the word of God is the word of God. Why the, the word of God is of no private interpretation, you know? And sometimes we think that, oh, I got to show you something you don't know. Or like, it, it's it, always trying to find something to uh, uh, just take it for what it is. Let the whole, if, if the Bible says the word of God is life unto those that find them, you, all your part is to say, I'm going to be one of those. I, I had to say that. I'm going I'm to be, I'm, I'm one of those that is going to find the word. And I got busy looking for the word. I still get busy looking for the word. For me. For me. And then the Lord gives me a word for you, but. For me first. Life. Say life. That, that life is not just like you're existing. It's a Zoe life. Jesus said I, I've, in John 10, 10, the second part, I've come that you might have life and have it in abundance. Somebody say abundant life. Does sickness, sickness is not part of the abundant life. Depression is not part of the abundant life. Being in pain is not part of the abundant life. Having any form of disease is not a part of the abundant life. If I, I had migraine headaches all the time, I had a messed up disc, and I started getting this word on the inside of me, and I started saying, Lord, this is not your will for me. And I know it's not your will, and I know that I'm not like this because of you, God. 
And I started, you know, believing the word of God saying, you, you paid a price for my healing. You became sick. It says that every sickness and disease came upon you, and, I'm in, and I know that messed up disc is included in what came upon you so that I can be healed. And the Lord did heal me. He did heal me. Migraine headaches used to take me down for like three days. I used to live in fear. I couldn't be out in the sun. I would never be able to be in front of these lights. Never. Never. But the healing power of Jesus is real. My sister right there came in pain. Her daughter having to help her up. And the Lord strengthened her body. And how many of you have a testimony that Jesus has healed you? He's the specialist of specialists. Yes. Yes. He, this woman right here, stand up. She, ha she had a Ziploc bag, I kid you not, like this, of pills, bottles, 15 prescriptions. If anybody's thankful, it's the husband. He's real. It might not be healing that you need, but you better have that word. Amen. Jesus took our sickness, our diseases. But did he really take this one that just came out? All of them. Don't question. If he says all, it's all. Our pains. If pain comes, pain's got to go. Amen. Lay, lay your anointed hand on yourself. Jesus. I come against. Don't and don't babysit it. Don't entertain it. You'll never be able to resist or come against that which you permit. But the moment you know it doesn't belong in my body, that's the moment you settled it. It's a fact that I'm feeling a certain way, but in the mighty name of Jesus. It don't matter if it's going, something that's going around. You know, people need to stop saying and claiming sickness. My arthritis. My allergies. My pain. But it helps. You know, you're claiming that sickness when Jesus said, I took it, and here you are trying to take it back. It's not your allergies. It can be whatever season. The Bible says that you are blessed in every season. It don't matter what season it is. It can be flu season, chicken, anything season, monkeys, whatever season. What's going around don't got to come here. No fly zone. You're, the blood of Jesus makes you a no fly zone. For whatever it is that is going around, a no-fly zone for your children. 
Hallelujah. A no-fly zone for your home. You are under the blood. Your children are under the blood. Your home is under the blood. Hallelujah. And it shall pass you over. Whatever it is that tries to come and destroy, it will pass you over because it will see the blood in the mighty name of Jesus. There's divine preservation for the people of God. There's protection for the people of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God because of what Jesus Christ has done. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And if we are healed, we are healed. Amen. You're not trying to get your healing. You are healed. Tell yourself. That's how I got my breakthrough in my healing. I went from, Lord, heal me. Heal me, Jesus. I need you to heal me. Two, I'm already healed. It says right here, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. And then in Matthew, again, it says, by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And then in 1 Peter, it says, by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. Isaiah was looking at Calvary. In Matthew, it was a manifestation of Jesus healing every form of sickness and disease. And in the book of Peter, it was looking back to what already had happened. Hallelujah. That's why he said we were healed. Say, I was healed. I is healed. I am healed. And if I'm healed, I'm healed. And if I'm healed, I'm healed. Thank you, Jesus. My body is healed. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He is my maker. And he formed every part of my body. And he'll cause it to operate in the perfection that he created it to function. If you believe that, say thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He was hurt that you might be healed. Christ's pain became your gain. Everything good, babe? All taken care of. We had some people that tried to uh, pulled up and try to, well, they did. Uh, they were breaking into vehicles this morning. So, <laughs> wrong place to do that. Thank God for good security. They didn't, you know, and um, they got caught red-handed. Because we got cameras everywhere. Should I have said that? Yeah, it's okay, right? It's all right. And so, yeah, they, they, so lock your cars. Don't leave anything in your vehicles. You know, people are still, well, it wasn't nobody here, but from here, but they, they pulled in and they, was that? Okay. And so it got taken care of real quick. And um, that's all I'm going to say. But no, lock your vehicles. Amen. Don't leave nothing in your vehicles either. 
And so God is good. Amen. No one got hurt, thankfully. And um, praise the Lord. His hurt, he was hurt that you might be healed. Jesus was hurt. He was bruised. He was whipped. He took stripes so that you can be healed. You know what that word healed also means? Whole. And some people might say, well, he's talking about your spiritual body. He's talking about your physical body. Spirit, soul, and body. So the sickness that should have sickened you, sickened him. He took it upon himself, uh, his body so that you can walk in divine health. Amen. So every affliction or disease the devil wants you to carry in your lifetime, Jesus already carried it. He already carried it in his body. Aren't you thankful? Say sickness and disease is not my portion. Because of what Jesus did, I have a right to walk in divine health. And I will in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. You have a right to claim your healing. Amen. You have a right to claim what belongs to you. You have the receipts. You have the word of God. Amen. That tells you what belongs to you. That's why I love Pastor John Osteen. Every before every service, there was a declaration, a confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'll never be the same. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, ever, ever. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. That's the word of God. Hallelujah. You have a right to claim everything that Jesus Christ paid for in his death, burial, and resurrection. Right now, you have a right to claim for that which belongs to you already. Amen. Who's thankful for what Jesus has done? The Bible says that he took our wretchedness so we can take his blessedness. You're not permitted to be wretched or ratchet. I don't know what that means. He took our wretchedness so we can take his blessedness. Because of the blood of Jesus, we are blessed. His nakedness was our clothesness, if that's a word. Amen. You know, Jesus was stripped naked. He was beaten. He was shamed. And it was all for us. Amen. The Bible says that he had no shelter for his head. At Calvary, they stripped him naked. They gambled for his clothes. That ought to tell you something. My Jesus wasn't poor. And he wasn't broke because nobody broke has a 
treasurer with him. Are you with me? Nobody broke, slept in back of a boat. They didn't gamble for ra people's rags. And they were gambling for Jesus' clothes. That means they were worth. He had nothing to drink when he was thirsty. And when he asked for water, he was given vinegar. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9. I want you to look that for yourself. This is scripture. Amen. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Are you glad you came to church? Man, there's so many directions I wanted to go, but catch me on that live. <laughs> Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians 8, 9. This is so important for you to get in you, what Jesus did, so that you don't have to settle for less. So that you don't have to live that life like that man that didn't know what belonged to him. And he missed out because of his lack of knowledge. The Bible says my people, not the world, God's people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. And that's not going to be your story. In Jesus' mighty name. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, Yet for your sake, talking about the great exchange, he did it for you. Though he was rich, yet for your sake, say for my sake, he became poor for your sake, for my sake. Jesus was rich, and for my sake, he became poor for the very purpose that through his poverty, we might be rich. Anybody got a problem with rich here? Anybody got a problem with more than enough? Anybody got a problem with ble being blessed to be a blessing? You know, I, th I think that, with, that people that have a problem with, with God prospering them and God prospering his people, and I'm talking financially, I, I believe those people are very selfish because they're only thinking about themselves. It takes finances to expand the kingdom of God. Are you with me? It takes, you know, if you're going to be, if you're blessed to be a blessing, then you got to have more than enough to give. If you just have enough for you, good for you. But if Jesus said, it is better to give than to receive, my God, we want to be givers. It feels so good. Can I tell you something? You know, I remember I wanted, it was like, it was so awesome when somebody will do something for you. It was like, man, you almost like, look, who's going to bless me today? And it, and it was awesome because, you know, you're even, you're even you know, you, 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 you think like it, it, it's awesome whenever somebody gives something to you. And that's great because when you give, you get. And if you're a sower, you're going to reap. Amen. The Bible says, given it shall be given unto you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and it shall run you over. There's a kingdom law that God has put, it's seed time and harvest. And so, and it's great when somebody, man, somebody bless me with blah, 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 with this, this, this. And it's great, it's great. But can I tell you something? 
It feels so much better when you are the one that is able to bless somebody. It feels so much better, and I understand what Jesus was saying, when you are able to bless somebody. Any, can I get a witness? When you are the one God uses to bless somebody. And how can we if, if we don't have? Start where you're at. Be faithful in the little. And God will make you a ruler over much. But God wants you to be blessed. You know that poverty is under the curse? Lack is under the curse? And it is not God's will? Amen. It's not God's will. And it's not God's will for you to go and make being rich your aim. He already did it for you. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. I love what Pastor Rodney says. He says, I'm not out there looking for blessing. Blessing's out looking for me. But one thing is that Jesus, the Bible says, became poor. So that through his poverty, we may be rich. I want you to say rich three times. I want you to say blessed to be a blessing. In the Amplified Translation, classic, it says this. For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, his kindness, his gracious generosity, his undeserved favor, and spiritual blessing. In that, though he was so very rich, yet for your sake, he became so very poor. In order, say in order, or in exchange, that by his poverty, you might become enriched and abundantly supplied. I want you to say abundantly supply. Get this in your spirit. You have been positioned to live a blessed life. Spirit, soul, and body. In every area of your life. If you believe that, say amen. He was made poor that we might be rich. He was stripped naked that we might be clothed. In Revelation 5.12, it says, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And he received that for you. Say, he did it for me. 
So the welfare of man, of humanity, of, of, of men and women is packaged in our redemption. This is what Jesus did. He redeemed us, the Bible says, that he rescued us from the curse. Everything that came as a result of the curse, Christ Jesus rescued us. You know, each, uh, uh, when God let the, ch the, uh, uh, the children of Israel out of slavery, out of Egypt, that's like, when he saved us, that's like us. He saved us out of slavery. But, do, can I, but, but look at the picture. The Bible says that God did, did not just, uh, uh, you know, rescue them from Egypt. You know, the Bible says that God rescued them. And, 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 and brought them out, loaded. The Bible says that they, the, all the Egyptians handed over all the, the silver and the gold. And they came, God brought them out, loaded. And not only with riches, with silver and gold, but the Bible says that there was not one feeble in their camp. And I believe there was millions. It wasn't like a little puny tribe. No, it was. And the Bible says that there was not one feeble in that camp. God preserved them. God kept them. He brought them out, owed it. And that was a type of that which was to come. In your redemption, God did not just transfer you from darkness to light. To come and warm up a seat here at church. And so that you can belong to a church. No. God brought you out. And in your redemption, everything you need is packaged there. And for every area of your life. Ha. Huh. I want you to say, God brought me out. And he brought me out loaded. Hallelujah. You know, poverty is a spirit. And, 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 and you got to renew your mind. You, you know, God had to break poverty mentality out of, out of our, 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 our lives, our minds. And he did because, you know, it's a mentality of how people were brought up or, you know, think in a certain way. You need to think how, what, how the, word, the word of God says. You need to take this for your life. He did it for you. Amen. It's the scripture. It's the word of the Lord. The welfare of men is in the package of redemption. And living a pitiable and beggarly life is not your portion. Amen. Why? Because you are the redeemed of the Lord. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom the Lord had redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Glory be to God. If Jesus did this for me, that my God, we're going to see to it that we enjoy all the benefits that God has given his people. Who's made up their mind? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it in the area of finances. Business owners, people that are blessed to be a blessing, never imagine that they will be in the place that God has brought them to, all because they believed what's packaged in their redemption. 
They've taken God at his word. They understood that, you know, they're not just looking and admiring at all that God has done in the past. They realize that they have been established in a much better covenant, established with better promises. If God brought them out so lavishly, God has brought you out even greater. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Galatians 3.14, so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles. Say, I am blessed. Every curse or every generational curse came upon him so that we can be free. That's another great exchange that took place at Calvary. Every generational curse that is, was down the line, you need to know that Jesus was cursed so that you can be curseless. Amen. Too many people in the body of Christ are talking about generational curses. I need you to know that when you gave your life to Jesus, the blood of Jesus broke every generational curse. What happened to others will not happen to you. What happened to your mom, your grandma, your aunt, all the people down the line, that were, it was supposed to happen to you because, it, you know, the curse is real, but the blessing of God is more real. And I'm so thankful because, you know, the, if, the devil used to lie to me. The devil used to lie to me and, and tell me that, the, that what happened to my uncle, what happened to my aunt, you know, they had uh, brain aneurysms. Uh, 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 several of them were left as vegetables. And the devil used to lie to me. True story. Used to lie to me and had me in fear thinking what happened to them happened to me. I used to meditate on that thing. I was a Christian, a believer. And, and I, I was buying that lie. That what happened to them, and I, and I thought, any day, any day I can go. Any day. And, I, and even when I used to get mad, like real mad, like, or an argument or anything, I felt this is going to happen any moment now. Yeah, that was my expectation. That was my expectation. That's a lie from the pit of hell. And I would think of what happened to my uncle, what happened, several. And this happened to them. And I even had a conversation with somebody talking about how we thought how we were going to die one day. And anyway, Was it just me? Anybody done that? And I, and when this, you know, when this became a reality to me, I was so enlightened. You know, I take God at his word. Sometimes it might take us a little while, but that's why Jesus, yeah, it takes us a little while. But that's why Jesus knew. And he said, if you are my disciple and continue in my word, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So the key is continue. Continue in it until it slaps you. What does that mean, Pastor Sandy? It, may, it, it becomes, whoa, I got it. 
I got it. You know, the reality of the word of God exposes the lies of the devil. And so I realized this is a lie of the devil. He's telling me I'm going to die. He's telling me I can die any moment. Because this happened to my aunt, this happened. And you go to the doctor, what's your family history? I want to know what anyone answers. I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I've been to a doctor's office, but the last time I believe was I, gave la- I, was, I was going on labor. My son has just turned 23 years old, my younger son. That's the last time I've been to the doctor for anything, when I was delivering my son. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. To you be all the honor and to you be all the glory. Thank you, Lord, for your divine health, divine healing, Father. And don't ever, ever receive this from anybody. Wait till you get my age. Don't any, that's a demon talking. I'm sorry if you were the one that said that to somebody. But I'm not sorry. Jesus told Peter, get the behind me, Satan. Don't ever let somebody tell you. I'm from the seed of Abraham. See, like this, this is no joke. This is life. This is reality. Oh, wait, wait till you get my age. I'm glad I know a lot of people way older than me that are walking in strength. And total health. Oh, wait till your children get old. Don't ever receive that. Somebody said, you're going to pay for what you've done. The devil is a liar. Why would I got to pay for something when Jesus already paid for something? Yeah, my life must have been messed up. I might have, you know, but when I gave my life to Jesus, that's why I always say thank God for the mercy of God and the grace of God. You know, mercy is not getting what you deserve. And it's only by the mercy of God, by the grace of God. I remember the last time it was a, I don't, I never mind. But don't ever, don't see, you stir yourselves up in these truths and keep yourself in these truths. The word of God makes you free. Amen. Don't ever let nobody talk to you like that. Don't ever tell me that either. Don't ever let nobody, nobody speak to you. Jesus did this for you. The young, the middle-aged, the old, the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The book of Isaiah says, I will live and not die. I will live and not die and, and declare the works of the Lord. Amen.
God wants you to declare the works of the Lord. You got to choose life. Amen. Glory be to God. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. That's even generational curses. What happened to others doesn't happen to you. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, there's all these repetitive cycles in the family. But they stop with you. In Jesus' mighty name, they stop with you. They stop with you. And they won't cross over to your children, your children's children. Hallelujah. They won't. You either believe it or not. Maybe nobody did nothing in your family. You're the first one that will do great things for your family. You'll be the first one that will do great things for your family. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It stops with you. Don't let nobody hold you back. People have, people would, you know, they'll, they'll try their best to hold you back. Yeah, family. With all due respect, you know. Let him know it's not too late to start for you. But I'm going to get everything God says in his word. You know, because we're supposed to glorify him. We're witnesses. And we don't just glorify him when we're like, we give you glory, glory. And then we're all busted up. Busted up. That doesn't give God glory. We give God glory when we're... You know, manifesting his goodness in our lives and through our lives. Amen. We give him glory when we're walking in hell. We give him glory when we're prospering. We give him glory when we're fulfilling our God-given destiny here on this earth. Hallelujah. That's how we, when we bear fruit, when we produce fruit, we give him glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God when we testify about the goodness of God. When we do kingdom expansion, we give him glory. Glory be to God. We're going to glorify him. Let's do it right. And he's, he's given us everything we would ever need. The Bible says pertaining to life and godliness. He's given us everything we would need pertaining to life and godliness. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. He was hanged on a tree that we may receive the blessing of Abraham. It doesn't matter what family you come from. It doesn't matter what has happened. It matters that Jesus Christ gave his life for you. He took your low life so that you can have his high life. We were low lives. But you ain't no low lives no more. He became low so we can go up. There's a song that says, He came down so I can go up again, up again, up again. Something like that. 
Can I show it to you? Hold on, let me take you there. Hallelujah. He did it all for you. Amen. He did it all for you. Glory to God. And he's, that's why we praise him. That's why we love him. That's why we worship him. Glory be to God. Not just because, you know, it's, it's real life. We're experiencing. You're experiencing this life, Dennis. Right? You're experiencing this life. He's experiencing this life. Y'all can't understand it. We are alive now, now. By your name, we're free. You got up so I can get up again. Now I'm up again with you. You got up. I, I can get up again. Well, Jesus came down so that you can go up. He conquered to make you more than a conqueror. Everything he did, he did it for you. Everything he did, he did it for you. He took your place so that we can take his place. He took, made himself low so that we can come up. You don't, you, 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 low life is not your portion. Low living is not your portion. Dragging your, yourself. I mean, if you were like me, that's how I felt. I I'm I'm just feel like I'm existing. Like there's no purpose, no nothing. Until this became real to me, I realized, you know, that God, everything that God did for me so that I can take my place in him. And he wants us to take your place. Amen. There was a divine exchange that took place at Calvary, and he did it for you. He did it for your children. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Knowing this will, you know, gives you a confidence. And you can make demands on all that belongs to you because of the, of the, of the uh, price that Jesus paid on Calvary. Amen. You, do, you, you, you know, he did it to free you so that you can walk in freedom and in liberty. Because of what Jesus has done, and you, you, you know, anything that, that is holding, holding you down, anything that tries to come and put you in bondage, you have the authority in the name of Jesus to resist it. And, 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 and because of what Jesus has done, you never have to be stuck. Amen. You never, never have to be stuck. Because of what Jesus has done for you, being stuck will mean choosing to be stuck because it would be a choice 
to be stuck. But you don't have to be stuck. You don't have to because of what Jesus has done. Your marriage doesn't have to be stuck. Your children don't have to be stuck. Your businesses don't have to be stuck. The Bible says that God will bless the work of your hand. That you are blessed going in, blessed going out. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Deuteronomy 28. If you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God and do according to all that it is written, which it should be in us to do all that it is written. The Bible says that the Lord will set you high. Uh, the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. So your place is high above. Your place is not down here somewhere. Amen. It's high above to glorify the Lord. Amen. Can I give you one more? The great exchange. The Bible says, and this is a good one. The Bible says that he was despised so we can be esteemed. So that we can be, he was rejected so that you can be regarded highly or favored, respected, and admired. That's what esteemed means. And Jesus was despised. He was rejected so that we can be highly regarded or favored, respected, admired. The Bible says that people will know you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be in awe. You know, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, it says that the children of the Lord are made for a sign and a wonder. Your life will be a sign and a wonder to your generation. People will look at you. People will look at you and know that the hand of God is upon you. People will look at you and know there's something different about you. It will be so great. And it already is what God is doing in your life. It, it's our people are, listen, people are watching you right now. They're waiting for you to post the next post because, you know, they know you're always in church. They know you're all about your father's business. They're seeing you. They're looking, but you want them to look. People will know that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be in awe. Your life and what God has done in your life is, is, is having people wonder. They're wondering what's going on. What really happened to them? They're in church, but not just like a service. They're in church all the time. And they're waiting for you to fail, but they're, they're tired of waiting because they keep scrolling and they keep seeing that you're right there sitting at church. When the Power of Love post goes up, they're like, oh, yeah, they zoom in and they look. Oh, yeah, they went today to church again. People do stuff like that. Save and unsave. People at other churches, they're trying to see what you're doing because they ain't doing nothing. Not all of them, but they're watching. But you want them because your life is to glorify the Lord. Amen. Not in any prideful, not in any arrogant way. That should not even be in us. But everything we do is to bring honor and glory unto the Lord. The Bible says that we are to be a sign and a wonder. And God wants you to, to, to know that. Amen. 
And this is going to be a, a crazy month. I'm telling you, press in like never before. Come pray with us all night. Get, get, you know, get your intake of the word. Uh, up it. Up the intake of your word, your fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Ask, be in communion with God. You know, every day is going to be a choice. Do I, you know, do this or do this? And it, it, you'll, you'll never regret spending time with God. You'll never regret spending time with God. Amen. Whether you listen to anointed messages. Amen. Go YouTube and go to the Power Love Church. And, 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 and get the word. You can, it can, you know, play it the word. You know, there's a lot of other things that, that, that you do, but, but this has to be the number one thing. Amen. Get your intake of the word of God and, 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 and your, your level of expectation is just going to get high. But God wants to get your hopes up. He does, really high. And then your, because see, your faith only grabs what you expect. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. So faith, hope and faith have to, are power twins. Amen. And, 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 and your faith will bring about what you're expecting. And, and your expectation is of the Lord. And your expectation grows from the word of the Lord. So when you get, get full of the word of God, your expectation goes really high. You actually start believing that this could be you. And it is you. It is. Amen. And, and God is not, you know, most people tell you, don't get your hopes up. But God says, get your expectation of me really big. Believe me for, God is saying, believe me for big things. Believe me for big things. God doesn't get nervous. He is El Shaddai, the God of more than enough. If you tell him, Lord, do it unto me, and I will give glory and honor and have integrity before you, it ain't nothing for God to do something for you. I pray that he surprises you this month. This April, it ain't going to be an April Fool's for you. I pray that God does that that you believe him for. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you receive your money this month. This month. What is money, Pastor? It's the testimony. It's what seals your testimony. And it'll be for the glory of God. Say, it'll be for the glory of God. But I pray that God will take you to the next level in that which you are believing him for, whether it be in your business. May you receive the harvest of that which you have sown in the mighty name of Jesus. How many of you have seed out there? Amen. How many of you have seed out there? May you receive your harvest. May it be perpetual as you have sown in the mighty name of Jesus. May you be surprised, and, and, and you don't know what that's going to look like, but you just be in expectation every day. Every day wake up and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Get up declaring what kind of day you're going to have. Get up declaring that your Saturday's coming. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. If the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you,
That same spirit will quick, not only will quicken you, it'll quicken your situation. And it'll quicken your testimony. In Jesus' mighty name. So he was despised so we can be esteemed. He was devalued so we can have value. It's so important. Amen. Can I tell you something? Christianity is an enemy of inferiority. Inferiority complex. What's inferiority? It's the quality or the state of feeling less important or valuable or worthy. Too many people, children of God, are walking like this. But Jesus, the Bible says, was despised so we can be esteemed, so that we can be regarded, highly favored, respected, and admired. God loves you. Amen. In Isaiah 53, verse 3, it says, he was despised and rejected of men. You know, rejection is a horrible thing. People walk in fear of rejection. They ha you know, it does, it messes people up. Things happen to them. And there's all these forms of, you know, inferiority complex that they're walking in. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel valuable experience that they've had this is big not only in the adults but in the in the youth even at a younger age than youth people feeling really less they feel they don't feel important they don't feel valuable they don't feel worthy but Jesus was despised was rejected he knows what rejecting feels like and rejection came on him so that you can be accepted. He was rejected so that you can be accepted. And you need to know that Jesus was rejected so that I can be accepted. So that I can be highly esteemed. He loves me. I want you to say this. I've been too accepted. From God, through Jesus, to be rejected of anyone. You've been too accepted by God. That he loved you so much. That he even turned away from his son. To bring you to himself. And the Bible says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That he sticks closer to you than any brother. That he will never relax his hold on you. That he upholds you with his mighty hand. Hallelujah. And I pray that if you're here tonight and there's any form of rejection going on, feeling unworthy, not important, you know, people been abused verbally, physically, mentally and they 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 you know they they you know talked to them and sowed those negative seeds in their lives B bad relationships 
I know people like that. I knew, I knew this beautiful girl, and she was in a bad relationship, and he would down talk her and, and tell her, you're never going to no, be no good. You're never going to do nothing in life. You're never going to move forward, you know, if, 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 uh, unless he, she was with him. But he would downgrade her all the time. He would talk down to her all the time, verbally abusing her. And she began to believe the lie that, uh, you know, I'm going to be a lo alone all my life. I'm never going to, you know, do anything with my life. She was, felt the rejection, unworthy, not valuable, until she grabbed a hold of the word of God, that God was rejected so that she can be accepted, that God loved her, that he went through rejection so that she can, you know, be loved and, and valued and accepted. And her testimony is that she didn't remain alone. God blessed her mightily with a godly man that loves her and takes care of her. On fire for the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless them in many ways. It's a, you know, that's the enemy. Rejection is a spirit. And I need you to know that God thought you were to die for. Oh, that song. That's the song right there. He thought you were to die for. Maybe we'll do that in a minute, Jocelyn. Christianity is an enemy of inferiority, inferiority complex. You might have been rejected. Many people are rejected in many ways. But I want you to know that Jesus was rejected so that you can be accepted. Hallelujah. And you need to know that you are too accepted of, of him to be rejected of any man. Oh, glory be to God. You know, people are born with rejection. It's, it starts from there. And they need to, you know, to be free from that. And it's only the, the blood of Jesus that can break that rejection out of their lives. Amen. He was despised and rejected of men. This was part of what he had to go through. Despised. Rejected. Devalued. So that you can be invalued. He gave you value. Amen. He gave you his life. It's a valued life. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Who's thankful for that? He reduced himself to nothing. So that you can be somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He devalued himself and reduced himself to nothing so that you can be somebody. And you owe it to him to be somebody. You owe it to self to love yourself. Know that you are loved by him and that you have been accepted by him. In Jesus' mighty name, knowing that you are a child of God and that he loves you. He thought you were worth it. Amen. Even when you didn't think you were worth it, he thought you were worth it. Even when you thought you were nothing, you were worthless, you were a nobody, what can God do like somebody like me? He thought you were worth it. He saw value in you. Hallelujah. 
God doesn't see us like we see us. God, when God sees us, he doesn't see nobodies. He's seen somebody. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Who's thankful for him going through rejection so that you can be accepted. Don't ever think low of yourself. Don't ever think low of yourself. That's a lie of the devil. Young girls, you are valuable. Young men, you are handsome. They're all like. Some you tell them and they're like, I know. I like that confidence. Don't ever let nobody tell you who you are. You know who you are. And you are made in the image and in the likeness of your heavenly father. Hallelujah. You are wonderfully made. Hallelujah. I want to take you, and I'm, I'm closing. 1 Peter 2.9. Say, I've been too accepted by God to be rejected of anyone. Glory be to God. It says this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Peculiar. Say, I am peculiar. What does peculiar mean? Different. Aren't you glad you're different? You're not like everybody else. You're different. You don't go with the flow of the world. You go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I want to read it in the Amplified. And I'm going to leave you with this. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Who's glad they came tonight? In the Amplified Classic. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased. Chosen, royalty, God's own purchase. He picked you. Amen. He purchased you. He picked you. God's own purchased special people. Say, I'm special. That you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. It says, once you were not a people, you were a nobody at all. But now you are God's people. Once you were unpitied, but now you are pitied and have received mercy. I want you to say this. I'm chosen. I'm royalty. I'm God's own purchase. Special people that I may show forth and display his goodness. And I will do so. And God will be glorified. I was once nobody. But now I'm a somebody. And this somebody is going to show forth the goodness of God so that others can know that they are somebodies.
Because Jesus became a nobody so that they can be a somebody. If you're thankful, I want you to give the Lord a praise of thanksgiving. I'm going to leave you with that. And I'll continue on probably next Sunday. Because there's a lot more that the great exchange took place. Amen. But that was only four from this morning and today. Say a great exchange that took place for me. Glory be to God. When you know what Jesus has done for you, it does something in you. Amen. It puts you in a place of victory. It also exposes what doesn't belong in you. And when you understand that, you don't put up with just with anything. Amen. I always encourage you, as, as you walk in the light of God's word, let it help you rebel against every lie of the enemy. That means don't accept what Jesus died to keep you from. In Jesus' mighty name. Christ in you is what gives you value and quality of life. Amen. He came to give us the life that is an abundant life. And when you are too aware of who you are in Christ, you'll never feel inferior to anyone anywhere in this world. Our confidence in who we are in the Lord and, and knowing that he was rejected so that we can be accepted gives us such an easy access to come boldly to the throne of grace. Because that, that, that word bold, boldness, it says come with confidence without any sense of guilt or inferiority. And we can come to, that, to him that way to the throne of grace to receive mercy and help when we need it, at the time that we need it, because we come with the awareness and the knowledge and the revelation that he was rejected so that I can be accepted. And I can go directly to my heavenly father and obtain the mercy and the grace that I need when I need it at the time that I need it. Just like you can just walk into your father's house without being scared. That's how God wants us, you to come to him. Amen. And you can because of what Jesus has done. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for that divine exchange that took place in Calvary. Thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. Thank you for enlightening us by your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we will not be like that man that didn't know what belonged to him. And ha having a ticket with everything included in it, he was missing out. May nobody in this house miss, Father, the benefits of their redemption. And we thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit helps us, enlightens us, and gives us clarity as we engage and hearken and heed to your word to empower us 
each person in this house to walk, Father, in all that you've done for them. All that your son did, Lord, for us. That pleases the Lord. You know, it's like your father gives you something and you just put it away. You do nothing with it. As believers, sometimes we do that when we don't walk in the things that God has done for us. But God loves it. The Bible says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. He wants you to walk in the fullness of all that he's made available for you. It's for here on this earth. It's not for, you know, when you get to heaven, you're not going to need any of that. It's for so that you can rule and reign here on this earth on our way to heaven. If you're thankful for that, say thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, if you're here tonight and you've never given your life to Jesus, you're not born again. I don't ever assume every service would give people an opportunity to surrender their lives to Christ. So if you're here and that is you, you don't know that you are born again. You've never recall the time that you surrender your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you today. If anybody uh, is here that, that wants to give their life to Jesus, I want you to just wave at me. Anybody? Anybody?